Hello folks and welcome to the All Time Best Music Show, Big Ads is my name And this is my own personal trip down musical memory lane uh, The songs, the musicians, the people, the genres that influenced me growing up And continue to influence me and be a part of my listening today And today I want to talk about the... Th- we do these things in threes and, and by all means this is not a, a comprehensive or definitive list But today I want to talk about the songs I, I really remember listening to over and over again and that's sort of the songs that really stand out and I don't know that they necessarily influence me musically and you'll understand why in a minute uh, but certainly songs that actually impacted on me as a little kid and the first one of those is actually uh, the first album I ever owned um, as the title song from the first album I ever owned the first actual LP now I, I think I'm I want to say I was maybe five or six uh, but the first LP I ever owned was uh, Can't Stop the Music by the Village People. <laughs> now, I'm not embarrassed by that uh, because all music's good. I love it all. As you listen to this, you'll realise that I've got very, very wide musical taste. But um, Can't Stop the Music was just this... Well, the Village People were just this cultural phenomenon in the late 70s and the early 90s, uh, early 80s. Uh, they still have careers today. They still... Um, on some level, perform today. I don't think. I think a couple of the original members are, have passed on, but they they're still around. But um, can't stop the music was obviously uh, was a, a soundtrack album to a movie of the same name. Um, it was created by a couple of producers who had had incredible success in Europe, but of course, wanting to crack the American market, hired Victor Willis, who was the police officer in the group and hired him to sing on some songs that that uh, they had written and they were attempting to crack into that market. Now, as, as a little kid, like I want to say I was like maybe four, when, four or five when I went and watched um, Can't Stop the Music at the cinemas, I remember watching it and then owning the album and loving the band, but having no real concept of the, um, the LGBTQI community connection <clears throat> to the village people. And nor should I have, and this is the beauty of music, because music can just make you love it no matter what, no matter who it's directed at. Um, you know, it's, it's pretty well publicly known that each of those uh, characters in the group represented a, a male stereotype, and, and in some cases a, a fantasy type, you know, a, a cop, a, 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 a army officer, Native American, a construction worker, a, a leather man. Um, so there was... Um, these strong um, LGBTQI, you know, fantasy stereotypes, these strong American masculinity stereotypes um, that were almost subverted. And you, you don't really consider them to be a subversive type group, but they really were. Um, they, they were really playing with mainstream America's perception of masculinity in that group. And, and again, as a little kid, no idea. None of that stuff made any sense to me. I didn't listen to it like that. But I just remember listening to Can't Stop the Music over and over and over and over again, and it was just absolutely incredible. Um, and I probably and I still own the album; it's somewhere in my house. I'm sure of it if I could dig it out. But Can't Stop the Music by the Village People was one of the first songs I remember listening to over and over again. Now the second song was a slightly different one. My mum had some pretty cool CD, uh, little seven-inch uh, records in her collection growing up including The Who and a whole bunch of 60s kind of pop and garage bands. Um, but also 
in her collection somewhere was Chuck Berry, Johnny Be Good. And some people, more so than Elvis, some people claim that Chuck Berry was responsible for rock and roll. Uh, Chuck Berry uh, did things with electric guitar that nobody uh, could have imagined doing. And, and he, of course, his Duck Walk influenced ACDC. Um, there's the very famous uh, Angus Young from ACDC. Uh, there's the very famous uh, scene in Back to the Future film, the Back to the Future films, where uh, we see Marty McFly playing Johnny Be Good, and a person who is uh, apparently, or it becomes apparent, is Chuck Berry's cousin um, playing the song to Chuck Berry and saying, "You know that new sound you've been looking for? Here it is," and, and you know, implying that um, Marty McFly went back in time and influenced Chuck Berry, as we all know he didn't. But that, that sound and that song and not really even understanding, again, um, similar to the village people, not understanding racial segregation, um, the, the, the issue with race in America, any, any of that worked. Um, not even really understanding the, the history of music and, and, and how you know, rock and roll started as, a, as an American, African-American musical art form. But just knowing that, that Chuck Berry was good and that song was good and that guitar was good and great songs stand up to the test of time, I would argue that Johnny Be Good by Chuck Berry is probably one of the great guitar um, performances of all time. It's definitely in the top five. Definitely in the top five. And, you know, I'm sure there's others and there's probably really technical ones that are out there. But in terms of its influence on music and Chuck Berry, how he influenced american music took rock and roll uh, gave it its guitar beating heart and made it what it is um yeah but what a great song and again one to listen to over and over again and the third song on a completely different track um was speaking of people that played with male female kind of um you know gender roles was um of course the guys from poison and the song nothing but a good time um I really remember falling in love with music in the 80s and I fell in love with hair metal particularly. One of the first videos I remember seeing, and I think I spoke about this on a previous episode, was You Give Love a Bad Name by Bon Jovi. And it was on video hits. But Poison did it for me. The I remember buying a video cassette. So back in the day, for the youngsters that are listening, they used to release video cassettes with video clips on them and they were similar to the mixtapes you would buy this was smash hits 88 video cassette that had the full film clip and it always had the full film clip so if there was a little sort of um cinematic trailer part at the start that would get played but it had the full film clip for nothing but a good time by poison on it and that song i, I couldn't tell you the first time i heard it but i can tell you i played it over and over and over and over again because I loved it, man. Um, Brett Michaels made me want to grow my hair. They looked like they were having such a good time. It looked like it was so cool. And they were so cool. And their music was so cool. And everything they were doing was amazing. And it just looked fantastic. And I wanted to be. I wanted to be Poison. I wanted to be Brett Michaels. I wanted to be C.C. DeVille. I didn't want to be Bobby Dole. He looked a bit dodgy and I wasn't, didn't have the rhythm for Ricky Rocket. Bobby, I'm sure you're a nice guy. If you ever listen to this, I'm sure you're a really cool dude. <laughs> but um, but I listened to that song over and over again And in the summer of And it's funny how these memories kind of connect So in the in the summer of sort of 87 
88. Um, in the early summer here, the, the southern summer, obviously February, uh, one of my aunties passed away. She was very young. She was only 34. Uh, but I was listening to that song. I was listening to nothing but a, but a good time. And it doesn't really like I don't feel an emotional response when I listen to it because of her necessarily. But it certainly reminds me of that time. But more importantly, what the song actually does, because if you listen to it later, you know, it was only a few years later I was listening to Nirvana and Grunge and, you know, some of that music could be quite emotionally heavy and depressing. Um, But Nothing But A Good Time is a song that literally says what it means. We just want to have a good time. Life is shit. We work hard. We don't earn much money. And when the weekend comes, we just want to go out there and enjoy it and forget and pretend to be something that we're not. And I think that's something that we can all relate to. And, and a lot of 80s music, whilst they try to be really serious and put power ballads out and do you know serious stuff, and a lot of the, the bands, Poison included, later in their careers, try to get more rocky or more bluesy or more, you know, try to um, move away from that glam rock image. There was something to be admired in the message that said, guys, you know what? We just want to have a good time. We just want to go out there and lay it down, have fun, be cool, and do our thing. So for that, that's um, one of my, that's my third song that I listen to, all that I listen to a lot. And each, all three of those songs today, I still listen to them and they, um, they just remind me of, you know, my first album or, you know, hearing great music for the first time and not realising it was great, but later on realising it was great. Or just realising that, there was a time in my life when I listened to music that was just fun and they just wanted to enjoy themselves and, and there's a message in that where don't take life too seriously and get out there and, you know, have a bit of fun. Anyway, that's all for me. My name's Big Ads. If you like the show, share it with your friends. Uh, like us on Facebook. But in the meantime, uh, go out and listen to those songs if you can find them. I'm sure you can. And uh, remember, have nothing but a good time. <laughs> See ya.